Hi, greetings from Berlin, everyone. Have you ever heard this? Where two or three YWAMers are gathered together, there amongst them will probably be a conversation about a leadership change happening somewhere, who it involves, all the questions and details, and yes, even the rumors. It seems a topic that we're all fascinated with, as we should be, because we're all impacted by leadership changes and how they happen. And these days in YWAM, it seems that we're especially fascinated by the subject of succession and transitions. So I've, I've written down a few things that I've observed through the years, some experiences, but also mostly what I have learned from others and what I have read on the subject of leadership change. First, let me make a distinction between succession and transition. Succession planning is the organization's process for a leadership change. Transition planning is the process that the leader and or the team is initiating for change. And what I'll concentrate on in these few minutes of talking is on transitions. The preacher in Ecclesiastes 2.18 writes about his worry of who will succeed him. He says, I hated all the things I toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. It's the age old question, isn't it? Who will come after me or who will come after you? And will they be wise or foolish in how they handle what is left with them? I asked, once asked a leader, how do you do a transition? And he said, very carefully. And I would add to that very prayerfully. There are many moving parts in a transition, and if we're not aware of what those moving parts are, something will always get overlooked or missed. Usually this involves people and their roles, what they're experiencing emotionally, relationally, spiritually. And transitions always deeply impact our communities. When transitions begin to happen, inner issues are touched upon. And we must be so sensitive, not just to the process that we are in, but the impact that it has on the lives of others. I wanna highlight three types of transitions that are most common in YWAM. There are others, of course, but these are the three I think that are the most common. Anticipated transitions. These are the ones that are planned and thought through well, usually at the leader's initiative or the team's initiative. Unanticipated transitions due to a sudden crisis or an emergency. It requires immediate action due to the situation. This might involve death, illness, a leave of absence for some reason, or a moral failure. And three, a more uh, rare type of transition of what I call necessary transitions. This is where outside intervention is needed to help a team or a leader move things forward. Usually they are not aware that they are holding something up. That's usually unintentionally, but it needs outside help for the sake of the future and future growth. Now, why is process so important in transitions? There was a team member that had been away for a little while from his place of ministry. And when he came back, 
he was blindsided by the news that there was a new leadership team. And of course, naturally, he asked what was the process. And the answer that came back to him is the word of the Lord. Now, in that one that was leading that transition, the word of the Lord was all the process they felt they needed. When in fact, they missed some important steps. The word of the Lord should have actually been the result of the process. After there had been a time of knowing the right questions to ask and consider, having time to wait on the Lord, and they missed an important step, the process, by jumping to conclusions. Here are some suggestions and guidelines. From the very beginning, ask God for his wisdom and his help to lead this transition. In any type of transition, get outside advice. Have a constellation of wisdom and objectivity of those who've had experience and learn from their experiences and also the mistakes that they've made. Learn as much as you can about transitions. Often we go into them like accidental tourists and we miss important steps because we don't realize what questions we should even be asking. Sequence is so important. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Knowing to who, to whom, and when to communicate. And when there is a thorough and well-led process, it allows for wisdom and creativity to emerge. Though never done perfectly, a process can be done well, a transition can be done well, or not. And as one leadership consultant has said, there's only one chance to get it right the first time. Why is timing so important? There's nothing worse than rolling out a transition and then having to backtrack on it. Maybe it was premature, perhaps it was not well thought through, perhaps it was created in a vacuum, perhaps implications were not considered, perhaps relational dynamics were not respected. And once a transition begins to be rolled out, it's very challenging to undo if it has not had the right timing. This is why timing and process must work in tandem together. Uh, I was once on a leadership transition team that was initiated by the leader. And we spent months in this process. And just when we were about ready to execute this process and fully complete the transition process, we noticed that the leader began to hesitate. And because we had been so prayerful as a team throughout, and we were mutually submitted to one another, we respected his hesitation and the obvious check he had in his spirit. And when we began to reflect and unpack perhaps what that check was about, we realized we had the right process, but we had the wrong timing. And in closing, it's so important to remember that transitions are not just solely about the person, the leader of the team. They are about the future. We must be considering what or who will take this into the future, not just manage what presently is. Uh, I also asked another leader once how he went about 
the succession of his role in his organization. And he told me that for two years, he observed the individual that he felt like God may be indicating to him would take his place. He observed him for two years and prayed. He didn't share it with anybody, only his wife. And after two years, he entered into a conversation with that individual, which then led to a process for succession. He understood not to put hands on anybody too quickly. And in that situation, it has proven to be so fruitful and so stable. Now, going back to Ecclesiastes 2 and the preacher, in verse 19, regarding who will come after him, he says this, And who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish, yet they will have control over the fruit of my toil into which I have poured my effort and skill under the sun. With the wisdom of God, the leading of the Holy Spirit, a constellation of wise advisors, having the right process and the right timing, we can trust God that he will help us create opportunities that take us into the future and others into the future with positive outcomes.